0: Are the LA Kings home struggles now officially a thing? We discuss that and recap the Kings' worst performance of the season and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey Kings fans! Welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show, and we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. Of worked in sports media for the past 30 years 20 plus years at the fox sports radio network i'm also co-host of the puck podcast it's a weekly nhl review show that's been putting out content for the last 17 years and a passionate la kings fan for 30 years today's episode is brought to you by sleeper download the sleeper app and use the promo code lock on nhl to get up to 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, the LA Kings did not. They lost Saturday night to the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 4-2. to If you missed it, here's a quick recap, and it will be quick because uh, who wants to relive that performance? But the LA Kings fell behind 1-0 in the first period, eventually fell behind 3-0 in the second period before Carl Grundstrom got LA on the board with his sixth goal of the season. A shot from uh, high straight on that went under Cal Peterson's armpit. Philadelphia, though, would get the next goal in the third period to make it 4-1 to one before Adrian Kempe closed out the scoring with his seventh of the season, but uh, far too little, far too late. The Kings fall to 8-3-3 three and three on the season, but 1-3-3 three and three at home. And I would say the Kings had both their best win of the season and worst loss of the season. In the past week, they beat the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights Wednesday 4-1. to one. That was the best game of the season, in my opinion. And then they lose to the Flyers saturday night four to two that was the worst game of the season uh in my opinion now uh to recap the game uh we have some new graphics if you're watching on youtube pretty excited about this uh something we're adding going forward so a little bit extra for you to look at i will of course describe it for those of you watching or excuse me listening on the podcast but uh, as we do after each game we check the game stats and uh tell you if the numbers told the story of this one, uh, the Kings uh, had more shots on goal than Philadelphia, thirty-seven to twenty-six. Both teams did not have a goal on the power play. Philadelphia was over four; Kings were over three. Uh, the Kings won more face-offs, thirty-one to twenty-four. Philadelphia blocked more shots, twenty to twelve. That's a key stat to keep in mind, by the way. And Philadelphia also outhit the Kings, twenty-four to thirteen, in the four to two. Victory. So, one of the things I think that uh, needs to be talked about is that stat that I highlighted a little bit, and that was the block shots. Uh, the, the Flyers did a great job. The final numbers may not tell the story, but there was a point in time of that game where the Kings were getting frustrated because they were putting a lot of shots towards the net. Obviously, they fell behind, they started to press. And the Flyers did a great job of blocking shots. And uh, again, that helps to just lead to the frustration of the Kings that they couldn't get the the puck through traffic to get a shot on Cal Peterson. Uh, So credit the Philadelphia Flyers for doing something that uh, is not a lot of fun to do. um, But teams that are willing to sacrifice, it is a big deal. And I thought the Flyers were excellent in blocking shots. And that was part of the reason for them getting that victory uh also the power play still not clicking for la Uh, have you noticed the last few games that todd mcclellan has been starting the number two power play unit most of the time Uh, he did that in the game against philadelphia as well did not result in the kings getting any power play chances so what did the kings have to say after this loss let us start with head coach todd mcclellan who said afterwards, I don't think there are many nights so far this season where we've been outworked and outcommitted, and we were that tonight. Uh, And also, L.A. Kings forward Philip Deneau saying little details can slip and we get too comfortable sometimes. We can only be really good when we do the little details defensively, starting in our own zone and creating some offense. They wanted it more than us tonight. Uh, Those are a couple things you never want to hear your coach or one of your players talk about, but it was accurate. They were telling the truth. Uh, Todd McClellan saying they outworked us and they outcommitted us. And I think the block shots were an example of that. Um, and then Philip Dino saying they wanted it more than us. You never want to hear players and coaches say those kinds of things after a game. But again, it was accurate. And uh, there's really no reason for that. Um, you know, I talked about it last week. The standard has to be the standard for the LA Kings. And it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, whether you played back-to-back nights, whether you're at home with the road, uh, injury issues, the level of sacrifice, the level of work ethic, that should be maintained through every game, regardless of your opponent, regardless if it's a big game against a big opponent or not. um, That's something the Kings shouldn't have to, you know, talk about our effort not being good enough. Um, Now, look, they're human beings. It happens occasionally. But for the really good teams, or the teams that are looking to win a Stanley Cup, those, those nights happen very few and infrequently. Now, it, ha- it has only happened once for the Kings so far this year. Hopefully, we go another you know, 12, 15 games before it's something that we have to talk about. But again, it's going to happen from time to time. I thought you know, the effort level here wasn't there for the Kings, especially to start the game. And then they fell behind and things started to snowball. They got frustrated, couldn't get shots through couldn't get anything going on the power play and then in the end just didn't have enough and and credit the flyers but the kings are better than this the kings are better than this effort they've got more talent uh you know what the organization is paying these guys this is not acceptable and uh that's something that it, it definitely needs to be addressed um you know in in competition right There are going to be nights when you get beat i thought that happened in the pittsburgh game I thought the Kings played well. I thought they played hard. I thought they came out and gave it an honest effort. And in the end, Pittsburgh had more goals on the scoreboard than the Kings did. That's going to happen. I think as a fan and, and as a coach and a player, I think you can accept those types of losses because not every team is going to win every game, but uh, these are the type of losses, frankly, that you just can't accept as an organization. And uh, I'm glad that it was mentioned afterwards. There was no sugarcoating it. It wasn't Noah. We just had an off night, whatever. Um, like I said, that performance was not good enough. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be brought out in the public, shine a light on it, and uh, make sure it doesn't happen again anytime soon. I thought it was, frankly, a bit embarrassing. Um, again, credit the Flyers, but the Kings were not good enough. They've got they've got more talent. Losing to, frankly, an AHL goalie, no disrespect, intended to Cal Peterson, but the only reason he's even in the NHL right now is due to injury. This was a team that one week ago the Kings embarrassed 5 nothing. This is a team that played on back-to-back nights. They were in Anaheim the night before. Supposedly, the Kings are supposed to be a fresher uh, team. Didn't look like it. Did not look like it. And, and that was a bad effort by the LA Kings. Hopefully, they bounce back coming up Thursday against Florida. So they have a few days to stew on it. They got a few days to get some work in and practice and come out and get the job done against the Florida Panthers. Now, this that's a home game. And the Kings record at home, as I mentioned, is not good. One, three, and three. And I didn't feel like before the Flyers game that this was a thing, really. I mean, we've talked about we We brought it up. Uh, but I kind of feel like it's starting to become that. Uh, the Kings, um, right now, it's look, it's being talked about by me, fan and media person. It's being talked about in the media. So the media is going to start asking questions about it. Why is this the case? What's going on? Why are you so good at, on the road and so mediocre at home? And so now the players start thinking about it. And so you get in a game where you fall behind, then you start to press, and the frustration starts to set in. And I think even as fans, when you're in the building and you know the team's not getting it done on home ice, and then they fall behind, it kind of sucks the life out of the building, and you start to get uh, frustrated as well. So I think it's something that needs to be addressed. I think that it needs to be talked about within the locker room that, again, we've got to get off to better starts. We've got to get leads, and we've got to just flat-out play better from the start we want our home ice to be an advantage for us we want to get the crowd into it we want to get them excited about us playing at home we've seen them do so well on the road now they come home and they're just it's just not kind of the same team not really with the same results now granted the kings have played some very tough teams at home we talked about it vegas colorado boston carolina and even pittsburgh's a really talented team that's kind of struggling now they're they're up and down but uh, philadelphia isn't one of those teams and the effort wasn't there so Again, it needs to be talked about. Don't don't just say, "Oh, well, it's one of those things." We're off to a slow start. Have some pride in it. If you're the LA Kings, come out and make it an emphasis. Get starts. Show the effort at home. Get the crowd into it. Get the fans behind you. And and frankly, give the fans their money's worth. Uh, they didn't get it against Philadelphia, and that needs to be uh, that needs to change here coming up on Thursday. Uh, we usually talk about uh, what we like and didn't like. After a game, I said after Vegas, I didn't know if there's anything that I didn't like about the game. Well, after the Flyers game, I'm having a hard time coming up with anything I like. So uh, like I said, hopefully the Kings address it. They talk about it. They put in the work over in, in practice the next few days, and they come out ready to go in their next home game against Florida on Thursday. The Kings did make some lineup changes going into that Flyers game. We're going to talk about that. Obviously, it didn't really work out for the Kings. Also, we'll talk about the night that goalie Cam Talbot had And we welcome a King back to the organization. All that coming up next on Lockdown LA Kings, your team every day. Hey, Adrian Kempe scores a hat trick and the Kings win the Stanley Cup. Sounds great, right? You know what else sounds great? You winning 100 times your money by playing daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app as the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Networks. Sleepers are top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey with the sleeper app you can pick more or less based on goals uh, assists, points saves and more and sleeper offers a hundred times payouts and although we love the nhl it's not just about hockey you've got the nfl going on college football as well and the nba is getting going now is a great time to get in on all the amazing sports action make the right picks and you could win big use promo code locked on nhl and you'll get up to $100 match with your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availabilities. Hey, the LA Kings take on the Florida Panthers Thursday, 7.30 Pacific Time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. Well, the Kings had started the exact same lineup for the past 11 games before Saturday, and their record over those 11 games was awesome, 8-1-2, and two. so why change it up? And Todd McClellan has been one of those coaches that has shown, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I was a little surprised to see him change things up, but that said, not necessarily against it. Just because things are working well doesn't mean that things can't be better, and I think that he has admitted that Kevin Fiala and Philip Deneau aren't quite playing at the level where the Kings would like to see them. So because of that, uh, there was some lineup changes. Kevin Fiala was moved off the Dubois line and put on the line with Philip Deneau and Trevor Moore. And Arthur Caliab was taken off the Deneau line and teamed up with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Alex Laferriere. The result, not much, uh, not one of those players had a point. Against Philadelphia, and frankly, uh, none of them were all that noticeable. I'd say maybe Dubois showed the most life. Um, you know, I, I can see how having Fiala off his line because of the way Fiala likes to handle the puck a lot might force Dubois to be a little bit more active, do some of the heavy lifting, and be a bit more aggressive with the puck. Um, as for Fiala, uh, he was a minus three. Deneau and Moore were each a minus two, so was Dubois and Kaliev. And by the way, don't want to ever assume. That you know plus minus uh, if you're on the ice for a goal you get a plus if you're on the ice for a goal against you get a minus so uh, all those guys that were involved in the lineup change uh, were on the go- we on the ice for goals against and not goals for and uh, that's usually not a good thing so for the one game that it happened it's certainly that lineup change did not have the desired effect to be fair Those two lines haven't had any practice time together. That is going to change in a big way here over the next few days because the Kings have several days of practice to get it in. So maybe it'll be more fair to judge uh, that lineup change after the Florida game, see how they do in that one, and then uh, give them a few games to see how it works out. But not off to a great start. That lineup change did not have the desired effect, at least for one game. Against Philadelphia, we'll see how that goes. Uh, going forward as for goalie cam Talbot he allowed four goals on 26 shots as far as looking at the goals he allowed uh, the first goal in the first period talked about the Flyers blocking shots it came into play offensively for them on that first goal LA King defenseman Vladislav Gabrikov fired a shot from the point it was blocked and the forwards kind of took off after the shot was blocked down the ice Uh, the player that blocked the shot was able to pass it ahead to him for a breakaway uh, Gaberkov and his defensive partner, Jordan Spence got caught flat footed a little bit after that shot led to a breakaway goal. Talbot did get a piece of the shot, but it did trickle through him and eventually over the goal line, really hard to fault cam on that one. Uh, Gaberkov and Spence have to be uh, a little bit more aware of the possibility of a, a shot being blocked and it going the other way quickly. So you make that shot and then you can't kind of stop and admire where it's going. Got to be ready to play defense. Uh, and the Flyers took advantage of that. Uh, the second goal came in the second period. Flyer uh, wraparound attempt goes off of defenseman Jordan Spence and pass Cam Talbot. Again, hard to fault fall, fall, uh, Talbot on that one as well. Some bad luck for L.A. And uh, I, I would say that opposing teams that they're watching the tape uh, try the arounds. Those seem to be having a lot of success against the L.A. Kings, whether it's uh, you know going in the net, as we saw twice uh, in the Pittsburgh game, or this one just getting a fortunate bounce off of a Kings defenseman and in the net. But the uh, wraparounds have been not kind to the LA Kings over the fa- past couple of games. The third goal allowed by Cam Talbot, um, you know, the Kings got caught in their own end, um, you know, chasing the puck. Uh, eventually a shot from the point gets deflected in the net. The deflections are obviously difficult for goaltenders. And then the fourth goal came in the third period. Gabrikov had his pocket picked behind the Kings net flyers, we able to make a couple of quick passes. Then in front in the crease, uh, one of their players tapped it in, basically. Uh, bad coverage and a bad turnover by the Kings on that one. So I don't know that there was what I would call a bad goal allowed by Cam Talbot. Certainly the last two goals were very poor defensive coverage. Uh, and and certainly the Kings defensively as a team have to be blamed for that. But I, I didn't think it was a terrible night by Cam individually. Uh, but the, the Kings did not play well in front of him offensively or defensively. So Cam Talbot is now 7-3 and 1 of the season, 2.21 goals against average and a 923 save percentage. He's 0-3 and 1 at home, 7 and 0 on the road, so expect to see him in the net Thursday against Florida and hopefully he can get that first home win as an LA King. We do have some Kings news to pass along and it kind of leads into our rain report that we have coming up, but Samuel Fogimo is a King once again. You probably recall that the King's second-round pick back in 2019 was claimed off waivers by the Nashville Predators before the season started, and uh, a lot of fans, including myself, were not happy with management at the way they handled that, thought they should have put a guy like Jared Anderson-Dolan on waivers instead of Samuel Fongimo. Um, but they took a chance, thought that nobody would claim him. They were wrong. He goes to Nashville, but the Predators put him on waivers themselves. So he was eligible to be claimed again. And the Kings were able to luckily get back a, uh, a young player that they, uh, that they like a lot. And his first game back for Ontario was very good. And we'll talk about that more in just a second. So uh, all's well, that ends well, I guess when it comes to Samuel Foguimo back as a Los Angeles King, which was nice to see. Uh, There is a bit of sad news to pass along. unfortunately, uh, former Kings goalie Roman Monik has passed away at the age of 52. That's actually younger than me. Uh, Cechmonic played one season for the Kings. Uh, it was his final season in the NHL back in 2003-2004. So some of you old-school Kings fans like myself certainly remember Roman Cechmonic. Um, He had a record in L.A. of 18-21-6 and six in 49 games. goals against average and 906 save percentage. He actually broke in with the Flyers and had an amazing rookie season where he went 35-15-6. He finished second in the Vesna Trophy and fourth in the Hart Trophy voting for league MVP. Had a couple of really good years in Philadelphia. Um, Had a couple of playoff performances that weren't up to par and a lot of Flyers fans really held it against him because of that. Eventually he got traded to the LA Kings and then just one season in LA didn't work well and then he decided to go back home to his native Czech Republic. Um, so a no cause of death has been announced at this time, but sad to hear uh, former Kings goalie, Roman Czech Monarch has passed away. So we talked about Samuel Fagimo, Uh, We talked about the Ontario rain. Let's give you the details on what they did coming up in just a second with our rain report. And we're going to check in as we start a new week. Where are the LA Kings in the standings? We'll do that next here on lockdown LA Kings, your team every day. or your money back, because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it is easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Don't forget the LA Kings face the Florida Panthers Thursday, 7.30 Pacific time. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your LA Kings with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search LA Kings. Well, we start a new week here and it means it's time to check in on the Pacific division standings and not much movement in the standings, at least as far as the top three Vegas Golden Knights still on top of the Pacific 12, two and one. The record for 25 points, the defending champs have the most points. In the NHL. This past week, just two games, they went one and one. They lost to the Kings and then they beat the Sharks. Vancouver continues to surprise. And I think it's a big enough sample, fi- sample size at this point that this is not a fluke. Uh, Canucks are looking good and they're 11, 3 and 1 for 23 points. This past week, they went three and 1, beat the Oilers, Senators, and Canadians, lost to the Maple Leafs. So Vancouver is one of those teams that uh, over the past handful of seasons always gets off to a bad start they dig themselves a hole and then they can never dig their way out of it even though they play better in the second half of the season well we'll see if it maintains for them but they finally have gotten off to a good start and i think they're for real this year as for the la kings still in third place where they've been most of the year eight three and three on the season we mentioned it earlier 19 points uh this past week the kings went one one and one they beat the golden knights lost to the penguins in overtime and then lost to the Flyers Anaheim continues to be a surprise right now. They're in fourth place in the Pacific eight and six record. um, This past week, they did go one and two. They beat the sharks lost to the penguins and Flyers. Seattle right now is in fifth place with a five, seven and three record, 13 points. They went one and two this past week. They beat the avalanche lost to the coyotes and Oilers Calgary, still struggling four eight and two for 10 points. They went one and two this past week, beat the predators lost to the Maple Leafs and Senators. Edmonton making the big news in the civic division this week. Now they were, they are, excuse me, three, nine and one on the season for seven points. They went one and two this past week. They beat the Kraken, but lost to the Canucks and sharks and they fired their head coach, Jay Woodcroft. Uh, He had been on the job for two years, gotten the team, obviously in the playoffs, the last two years, as we well know, won the first round matchups against the Kings, each of the last two years, but high, high expectations in Edmonton this season. They are not meeting those expectations to say the least. And so they decided to shake it up, make a coaching change and see if this can rights the ship. Uh, They've hired a head coach. uh, And his last name is Knobloch. I've never heard of him before. He had been coaching in the AHL for the New York Rangers organization. And apparently he coached Connor McDavid in junior uh, in Erie. So there's that. Uh, So Connor McDavid, I'm sure I'll be happy to have him, but uh, man, Jay Woodcroft did, I thought, a really good job in Edmonton, but uh, it just shows you the expectations on the Oilers this year. And he is the first head coach fired in the NHL this season. San Jose is still at the bottom of the standings in the Pacific, two twelve and one for five points. They went two and two this past week. They beat the Flyers and Oilers, lost to the Golden Knights and Ducks, and the Sharks beating the Oilers certainly did not help Jay Woodcroft as far as him keeping his job. Uh, we got a quick rain report, Ontario. Uh, won their last two games. They beat Tucson on Friday 2-1. to Eric Portillo and Ned allowed one goal on 31 shots. Akeel Thomas gets his first goal of the year. Jacob Doty his third. And then they beat Colorado on Sunday 4-2. to Jarrett Anderson Dolan with goals numbers 1 and 2 on the season. The Kings sent him down to Ontario to get some game action because he obviously has not played in quite some time in L.A. And then he's expected to be called back up by the Kings. But he gets two goals helping them get a win. And Samuel Fogimo, first game back in the Kings organization in Ontario, gets his first goal of the season in the AHL as well. Jacob Doty at his fourth. And David Riddich got the win in net in that one, allowing two goals on 27 shots. So on the season so far for the Reign, 7-4-1. Uh, Charles Udon leads them in points and goals. He's got 12 points and seven goals. Brant Clark and Alex Turcotte uh, are both right there in points with 10 apiece. Rome, uh, Martin Kromiak has four goals, so he's second on the team in goals. Uh, as far for the two goaltenders, Eric Portillo, three and one, 904 state percentage and a 276 goals against average. David Riddich, four, three and one, 906 save percentage and a 279 goals against average. Two games coming up for the Ontario Reign on Friday and Sunday. They host the Calgary Wranglers. I want to give a couple of shout outs to a couple of uh, proud everydayers. Uh, it was awesome to meet Gary and Tammy at the Kings game uh, before the Flyers. Uh, really, really a great couple. Uh, huge Kings fans. They travel all over the country following the Kings. Uh, I, I envy them as far as that goes. Um, but uh, huge Kings fans and very uh, kind supporters of this show. So, Gary, Tammy, thank you for your support. Great to meet you guys. And I apologize to Jesse and Visalia. Jesse, I didn't see your email. I'm kind of used to checking social media. When it comes to meeting fans that are at the games i'm really sorry i didn't see your email in time i apologize i hope you get back uh, down here for a game if you do we will definitely uh meet up and uh apologize for not seeing that email but again great to meet to gary and tammy and uh, again proud everydayers now if you are an Everydayer, i'm sure you are if you're listening or watching this uh we have a few days off between games so working on an interview coming up tomorrow or wednesday Thursday, we'll preview the Kings' next game against the Florida Panthers, and obviously on Friday, we'll recap that game and also have our normal Friday fan feedback show. You want to send an email, the email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, and you are always welcome to leave your comments if you're watching on YouTube in the comments section below. really appreciate that. Uh, we would love for you to stay connected with the show by following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.